Stand clear. 100% wild podcast. So for all you listeners, hello and welcome to definitely not your favorite outdoor podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dreary Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast, powered by DeerCast. I am Tim Chelsvik. I'm Matt Drury, and we have a special guest today for the special series we're running. That's right. We're back with another Just the Tip episode of the podcast, and we've got Terry Drury. What's up, Terry? Good morning. How's everybody doing? We're good. We're stoked, ready for the cool temps, ready for these deer to start moving. If you missed the last episode, we're doing like a five, six episode run, a special series called Just the Tip. It's a rut series where we took questions from the Rack Pack that the the listeners sent in and we're peppering the old man here and seeing the expert advice, what he's got to say about some of the questions. So it's short and sweet, 15, 20 minute episode. Short. Yeah. Okay. It's short, uh, which, you know. That's what she said. And uh, we're good to go. So we (laughs) dive right into this first one. Yeah, let's do that. So uh, our first question is brought to you by Loophole. Be relentless with unparalleled ruggedness of the Loophole rangefinders, scopes, and binos. And I got to tell you, as primarily a timber hunter, I have started wearing my Loophole binos more and more because I like to use them to pick apart the woods. And like, if I see a deer that's way the heck out there, it just gives me a little lead time. If I know like, Oh, that that's a For shooter sure. buck. I can start getting stuff ready. It's addicting. <laughs> that yeah, the range finder. It, 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 it really is. And, and previously I used to think, well, you know, I'm, I'm in the timber. I just, if I see him coming, it's, it's all good, but, uh, but it is nice having that heads up. Okay. So our first question is coming from Hunter Cochran uh, from the rack pack. He's asking during the rut, what conditions would constitute that you choose to hunt timber versus hunting a field, uh, precisely a cut ag field or a food plot. Hmm. Which is a great question, Hunter. Thank you for that, for that question. I want to thank all the rack pack, uh, individuals that sent questions in. It's very kind of them to do that. You know, there, here's a, a really, really good question and where we like to sit and when we like to sit there. And, and a lot of this goes to the moon phase. And I know many people say debunk, they don't believe in moon. We live and die by the moon in conjunction with temperatures. Temperatures always trump moon. But if you can couple those two together, it is a deadly recipe. You know, if you're coupling cool temps and maybe a little bit below average, along with a a rising moon in the afternoon or a setting moon in the morning, you've won half the battle. So I just want to state that, that for those people that don't think moon has an influence, by golly, it does. And Mm -hmm. it's one of our influencers within DeerCast Mm -hmm. that makes DeerCast so accurate. Uh, but, But there is a waiting a waiting waiting system, meaning it's weighted differently in the first part of the rut than it is in the latter part of the rut. So I the moon phase does matter. Where would I be hunting? I would, you know, in answer to his question, I would stick close to that bedroom if you have a setting moon in the morning. And I love hunting those mornings, the first 10 days of November. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a light switch event. You, you know, we hunt those afternoons and evenings, you know, the last 10 days of October, uh, that's when I want a rising moon in the afternoon and evenings, which is what we've been seeing here of late. The last few few days, we've had a rising moon in the afternoon. I live for those at the end of October. Unfortunately, Mother Nature uh, slapped us with 80 degrees, 82 degrees, 78 degrees. So 
She has kind of taken that phase away from us, mm-hmm. and it's still pretty decent in the mornings. But when that moon comes back around, it rises in the east. It sets in the west, just like the sun does. But we put a lot of stock on the times at which it's rising and setting. And if it's rising in the afternoon, I'm going to be hunting a food source. If it's setting in the mornings, I'm going to be hunting that timber, that bedroom, somewhere close to the bedroom if that moon is setting in the mornings. And I love that he asked that question because it's extremely important. And I don't know that a lot of guys read that into it. It was That one's a, a really good one for killing a big deer. Well, I'm going to, I'm kind of going to segue into the second question and we'll jump back and forth between the two because. Can I ask you a clarifying question though yeah. for Terry. So, so in terms of the moon rising early and then setting light, it, Terry, is that really driven? Is, is that, so what's driving the deer behavior around that is that they're getting up out of their bed and they're feeding earlier. So that's why you want to be out there on those, uh, on those destination food plots. And then they're going back to bed a little later because the mood is still hanging up there. They're going back to bed later. Absolutely 100%. And again, it's not the only uh, control mechanism they have, Mm -hmm. but it certainly helps. It certainly gets them up during daylight hours. And that's what we're talking about here is a a mature deer getting up on his feet during daylight hours, Mm -hmm. which that's against their uh, instinctive nature anyway. So that moon just helps a little bit in the afternoon and evening, and it holds them up there just a little bit. They're a little bit later getting to bed. And if you can beat them to bed, if you get in there and you have access to get in there prior to them arriving, man, that is, it's deadly. And we see it all the time when that moon's hanging in the sky, you need to be in your stand. And those windows are pretty tight. The moon changes anywhere from 40 to 45, 50 minutes a day where it's coming up later and later and later in the afternoons. I love it when that you know, when it's rising at two, two thirty, three o'clock, because by four thirty or five, a lot of those deer are up on their feet. Mm. Conversely, I like when it's setting at eight thirty, nine in the morning, nine thirty, ten. It holds them on their feet just a little bit longer where they may have been on a food source all night. They may have bedded close to that food. And then all of a sudden they go, oh, shit, I need to be in my bedroom. And that's where they're heading back to that bedroom at, you know, at seven thirty quarter to eight, eight fifteen. you see that, that ladder movement. And I, I, I love when that moon's hanging in the sky in the morning and it's setting at nine, nine 30 or something like that. Okay. All right. So I'm going to ask the question because you just answered it. <laughs> I was Ooh. trying to cut you guys off. Oh. But you wouldn't, you lit, you literally just answered the next question. <sighs> we'll just end the show. <laughs> the next question is brought to you by Tenzing, newly designed for 2023. Check out all the white tail packs specifically designed to help you bag your buck, which I'm actually using one of the new Tenzings. Uh, all right. So, Paul, uh, John Schmitz from the Rack Pack said, would you prefer a late setting moon in the morning or early rising in the afternoon during the rut? You kind of are answering this, but I want to deconstruct it a little bit further. So on in this scenario, say you only have say you don't have a food source to hunt. You only have the mass crop. You're only able to hunt the timber. What? What's the scenario then in, in our case where the moon is setting in the morning and then there's the moon's not rising until, you know, it might be, I, I don't know if you have the moon times there in front of you, but like this part of the season, you know, it'll probably be rising at night. So like kind of middle of the night after you'd be hunting. So what, uh, what do you do then for the whole rest of your afternoon hunt if you're only in a timber spot? 
Well, first and foremost, and it sounds like he identified, but you'd have to identify that indigenous food source if it's mast or if it's browse. You know, do you have honeysuckles? Do you have blackberries? Do you have uh, the locust pods? What exactly are they heading to? What are they feeding on? You know, oftentimes that browse is important to a whitetail and they may be browsing somewhere a little bit different than where they're bedding. So if you can identify, it's always hard when you're a timber hunter, it's never easy because it seems so random. Mm -hmm. But uh, once again, I would identify and look at those moon times really, really close. In John's question there, talking about afternoon or evening, I prefer hunting the afternoons and evenings the last 10 days of October. And I think these temperatures are going to be a light switch event that are coming here. I think we're going to see a lot of big deer die over, over the next week or so. Then the first 10 days of November, I prefer hunting mornings. I love that setting moon the first 10 days of November. I like a rising moon the last 10 days of October. Those moon times, because they vary 40 to 50 minutes each day, that window is really, really short when it's optimal. You know, and if you don't have the temperatures to make the to coincide with the moon times, then you're just shit out of luck. But which is what happened to us here the last few days. We've had that rising moon in the afternoons, but the temperature has been 80 degrees. We're 20 degrees above average. So it absolutely kills you. Uh, so in answer to his question, I would look ahead and we do that all the time. We go into the lunar tables or we'll take gear cast. It's all, all those are on there. Those moon times are on there for that 15 day period. So you can look out in front and see when it's rising and when it's setting mm -hmm. afternoon and evenings. If you, if you're hunting those last 10 days in October and or a setting moon, the first 10, 10 days of November. And I, I don't know that that answered it specifically, but those lunar tables are out there. You can look at those times. You have to plug in where your area that you're looking for, because it varies from east to west, you know, Latin long. Uh, but man, I, I live and die by them, always have. And I prefer the rut. I prefer hunting a setting moon in the morning on a high ridge. When the thermals are going up, we got high pressure. I love setting those mornings and seeing deer up on their feet. So I want to give you a, a for instance. All right, Tuesday, November the 7th, and, and one of my areas that I hunt, the moon is rising at 12.52 a.m. It's setting at 2.29 p.m. So what in that instance does, you know, you're so you're in the rut there. You're still in that first 10 days of November. What is a rising moon in the middle of the night and a setting moon so late in the afternoon What's it doing to your afternoon hunt? Like at that, are we to that period where you're the movements better ten to to two yet, or we're not quite there? That's usually more middle of November. What was that setting time again? It set two what? It set at like two two thirty, I think uh, two twenty nine p.m. Yeah, so there, the deer are supposed to be in their bedroom. You know, they're supposed to be bedded uh, when that moon sets. But in that scenario. I would probably try and identify those bedrooms. You know, the mornings are going to be tough, but you should find deer on their feet. If it's up, if it's up from 1252 AM all the way up through 230 in the afternoon, mornings could be deadly. And so could that midday period. As long as that moon's high in the sky, never climb out of your stand because you don't know when he could walk through there. And, and oftentimes you'll see them at 11 or 1130 or 130 or two. And you go, why in the hell are they on their feet at two in the afternoon. They may, they may be close to a food source early in the morning. And then all of a sudden, as the day progresses and the moon starts to go back down, they're going to go, oh, oh, I'm supposed to be in bed here at 2.30. I better get going. So you may see him moving to his, his bedroom at, at noon or something, one o'clock. 
I find, so I, I would sit all day. I find this period to be, uh, it can be tough because you're trying to figure out you're sitting. So you go in for your morning hunt and you have, say you have a couple options for your, you know, for a timber set mm-hmm. and you're sitting there till say nine, 10, and you feel like, you know, the, wherever I was at, that first influx of movement of, of going back to bed might be done. Do, do I make the call to switch into another timber set for the next period of the day? Like at what point do you switch gears and think I need to start thinking about the afternoon hunt and getting out and getting a sandwich and going over there or just going over there and eating over in the other spot? Like this is the period where you do see a lot of guys starting to think that way. Like, all right, I was in my morning spot. I still want to hunt timber in the afternoon, but I need to make that transition to it or, or, you know, or maybe a food source. When do you kind of make that? When do you make that decision? Which is understandable because it, it it's tough if you're not seeing anything. The trade-off that you have is that you don't know there may be deer bedded within a proximity here that you sure don't want to bump. Mm-hmm. So that's the trade-off. If you climb out and make a switch, you got to be prepared to bump deer in the middle of the day like that, or you have to have a, a flawless uh, ingress and egress so that you don't bump anybody, meaning you might slide into a ravine and somehow slip out of there into a creek, into mm-hmm. a bottom or a creek bed to get out and, and then climb up into another one in a low-lying area for that evening set. So you just got to have in the back of your mind how you're going to get there. It's one thing to move or say, I need to move. It's another thing to do it without disturbing what you're hunting. So on a smaller parcels, you have to be really, really careful. On a bigger parcel, you may get by with that, you know, where you can say, I'm, I'm done hunting of a morning in the bedroom, I need to go to a food source in the afternoon or evening. Identifying that food source in the timber is the hard part. You know, if it's indigenous, if it's mass crop and it's everywhere, there's acorns all over the place, that is difficult. But you'll see browse areas that are grown up and it may be honeysuckle, it might be blackberry briars, it might be locust pods. There's a number of different, different indigenous food sources that they love. And if the does are there, that's the first thing you want to look for in the rut, the time that we're coming up for, where are all your does at, you know? If they're in the same spot all the time, and let's say you go into a spot and you bump deer at the same exact spot every time you walk in there, stop doing that. You got to go in in the dark and, and get up before they bed. You know, don't don't climb out in the middle of the day and, and bump the deer that you're trying to hunt. It's mm-hmm. so hard with the smaller parcels. You know, that's the best tip you can that I could give is it, it's the trade off. Do you do you need to make the switch? Mm-hmm. If you do, you better have the correct access to get in and out. If you don't, then you're probably better off staying where you're at. Because if you got in there in the dark and you didn't disturb anything, that's 90% of it. I know those can make for long oh periods <laughs> there where Terrible. nothing, because there's going to be a period where nothing's happening. You might hear or see a short spurt of action, you know, somewhere in the mid morning. And it's a tough, it's just a tough thing to sit through. And, and I know one of the questions was how do you go all day without eating your snacks good, good, <laughs> luck, good luck man because the more you pack the, the more you eat early <laughs> yeah well and, and and what you're kind of bringing up here is the wild card factor is that you know we kind of have these principles for deer movement but during the rut anything could happen at, at any, any time. time and it seems like that's how it that you know things are quiet it's getting close to noon and you're thinking about getting down you got your bow starting to lower down all of a sudden you hear something running in the woods you know oh crap you know yeah game on i think i to, to maybe finish this out i think maybe the tip that you're giving us is that if you feel like you're in the right spot you historically know this is where deer are going to be throughout the day. Maybe just stick it out. Particularly if the moon is still high in the sky. Mm-hmm. 
do not climb out if that moon's still up. It's just that's cardinal sin number one, because you don't know when he can walk through there at 10, 11, 12, 1. And it just takes one. It only takes one of them. And it is a long sit. I have trouble with Forrest falling asleep sometimes. So I always make sure it's all strapped <laughs> That's in a whole different set of podcasts. <laughs> it Terry takes, falling it asleep. Takes two or three harnesses to get you all locked in there to make sure if you do doze off. And that happens from time to time. So yeah, just make right. sure you got safe line and then have another safety set of uh, belts and make sure you're strapped in there real good if you're in a tree stand. All right. I think we're going to end it there. This is episode two, just the tip, the rut, special rut series for 100% Wild uh, the podcast. And hopefully you guys are enjoying these so far. Yeah, more to come. Stay tuned. All right. Till next time. Peace out. See ya. Thanks, guys. DeerCast is now supercharged with maps. Get ahead of your game with killer new features like live Doppler radar, wind checkout to five days, virtual rain gauges, GPS path tracking, and more. Plus, get our 14-day revolutionary DeerCast prediction and access to DeerCast track. Prep, predict, and pursue with DeerCast. DeerCast.